Welcome to Keep It For The Pod. This is Ray. You may recognize my voice if you're a regular listener, but you may also be going, isn't she normally yelling at Alistair? Well, this is just the intro. Welcome to Keep It For The Pod. Today we'll be talking about the fantastic movie Jurassic Park. This is Ray and one of my fellow co-hosts, Maddie. Hi. Alistair. What's up? And today we're joined by a special guest, Lewis. Hey there. Happy to be here. I see that you're already starting to suck up. (laughs) Anyways, I'm going to start with giving a summary of Jurassic Park. For those of you who haven't seen it, which at this point, like, how? How have you not seen this? It's a permanent part of, like, pop culture. So if you haven't seen it, you must live in a rock or you've been kidnapped and forced to live in a cave. I don't know. But back to the movie. Basically, this rich white man decides to make dinosaurs and hires shady people, invites a bunch of scientists slash paleontologists and his grandchildren to this island in Costa Rica where there are storms all the time. And boom, something bad happens. Power goes out, crazy stuff. Man lets a virus happen and destroys all the safety mechanisms. And well, man versus dinosaur is not a pretty sight. People die. But great special effects. But yeah, that's Jurassic Park. They do make it out alive. Some of them. Yeah, definitely just some of them. Also, one, I think the phrase is living under a rock, not in a rock. And two, what virus do they let out? Computer virus. Well, some people do live in Iraq. No. no. You're trying to grow on me, Lewis. I appreciate <laughs> your, you know, you're sucking up. I like I have to edit that for time. We're not going to edit it. <laughs> Be quiet, Alistair. It's okay, Alistair. I do the editing. We'll edit it. Um, no, but otherwise, oh, yes, you're right. Um, Ned Nedrick, I think, does start a computer virus to... Isn't it just Ned? No, they call him by his last name. It's like Nedrick or something like that. I don't know, Louis, this is your favorite movie. Do you know what the guy's name is? Oh, I can't remember. I just remember, he, I always thought that he had um, whipped cream when I was a kid. I watched this movie oh. like every day when I was a kid. Yeah. And now that I'm a man, cream. I know that it's shaving cream. I just couldn't <laughs> believe that the shaving cream still works. Even oh, with it's Dennis Nedry. That's right, Dennis Nedry. Nedry, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he does, he does unleash it. Also, just to show you that, you know, be careful what you're willing to do for $1.5 million, I guess, because it does not end well for him. Also, like, $1.5 I feel like he was kind of getting ripped off. I know that would have been, like, worth more money there, but, like, the science that, like, went into this, I feel like was probably worth more. I mean, I but this know. is coming from a guy who's, like, willing to, like, stab his fellow scientists in the back. So, like, I think any amount of money in the millions would have been fine for him. Yeah, Alistair, he wasn't a scientist. He was, like, in charge of, like, the computers there. And I don't know if he was technically in charge. He was just one of the many, like, engineers. And he was kind of, like, had his gambling problems. And I always wondered how he got hired, to be honest. Because I'm like, you have to do, like, background checks. And he, his employer knew he was, like, shady. So I'm like, how did you get hired? To the other point, engineering is a kind of science. So I was correct in my statement. (laughs) One... But what we meant was he's not one of the scientists behind the project. But also, I do think he is, like, leading it because it sounds like Samuel Jackson, like, can't get into the computers without him. Right. So it sounds like he is kind of leading it. They only seem to have two people that work on the security. No, that see, part of the thing was there was a storm, so, like, everybody else went home. That was, like, a huge thing, yes. This is a small detail, but did you all notice that there's a strange cartoonish sound effect when he slips? Just before spoilers, he gets um, eaten. No, I did not notice that. Yeah, when he's like walking back up the waterfall to his car and he falls, I heard this like Looney Tune sound and I was like, has that always been there? It, maybe it was meant to be something else, but... I did not I notice know. that while while I was watching it. I, I can't say that I did, but I, I, I will say going back to like him being like not background checked, I'm pretty sure none of this is like above board. So, like, I don't think they're really running very good uh, background checks. It's kind of, like, happening outside the law, I believe. I mean, yeah, I just I meant was... he... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. I just meant, like, 
his employer knows he has huge gambling problems. And like he's talking to him about it. And I'm like, okay, you know this guy is willing to like do shady things. And you still trust him enough to run your security. I'm just saying, like, if I'm going to be doing shady things, I'm not going to hire someone that I know is going to backstab me instantly. That's why I mean, you hire if you do shady things, you hire within your family. No, that's a, that's a terrible idea. I was going to say, um, when, when Colonel Sanders fir- first shows up, like in the helicopter and stuff, <laughs> being all like dramatic, like I instantly got like shady vibes and like, no, like no one with that much money made that kind of money, like the legitimate way. So I don't think he cares about who he's hiring. Cause like, he's just as shady as him. Also, he's making bad decisions left and right in this movie. They, they have like, they don't have like the generator that they need to use is across the compound from like where everything else is. They, Crazy. they have like. They have these like voltage fences right up against the enclosure. And like at one point it looks like there's a moat that's supposed to stop the T-Rex, but the T-Rex like jumps right over it. And then later on you see the moat. It just, there's a lot of stuff going on that don't make sense. I know. And oh, I think I, that's oh. like, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, you go ahead. I think that's kind of like my problem with them. Like if you're going to create like this island and make like dinosaurs, why don't you do a better job? Like don't cut corners. Also, why do you make it like, in a place where there could be giant storm. I was creating a Jurassic Park, which I would never do because it would end poorly. I would be following much better, like, security-type things. Also, why not put a thing, like, in the newer ones where you could blow up the dinosaurs if there's an issue? What? (laughs) The the part that really gets me is when he says, oh, I knew we should have installed locks on those vehicles. It's insane that you have family you know potentially families riding through these cars throughout the park and that they can just exit the car at any time like spare no expense really yeah it's wild like at one point they have like night vision which i was watching with shady and he was like so that means they thought about night tours and they haven't even figured out locks on these doors like they're thinking some ways too far ahead and like some place like absolutely like not not enough also i understand that like their head of security, like Muldoon, has to stay because these people are on the tour. But they only have one security guard stay. Like his grandchildren are still there. There's like a tour of like of like paleontologists and stuff. Like like I get you have to evacuate, but like you don't have anywhere for people to stay. Like if they might have to stay overnight in like a storm or something. I just feel like because all of this wasn't on the up and up, and like he clearly had to like create this island under like the government's noses. That like he probably can't keep a fully hired staff, you know, like I'm pretty sure even before the paleontologist people got there, they're like, people, people were killed. Like they had to, cause like people just like up and like, Oh, storms, storms coming. We're leaving. Like they, they were not playing no games. They're like, we don't trust this guy. We're leaving. Oh yeah. I a hundred percent could see someone like falling and getting hurt there. They, they did not do a good job yet. They have all this like amazing food, but they know that <laughs> no one is going to be there. That didn't make any sense. Cause they haven't started like their real tours yet. Yeah, and where was the chef? I saw no chef in this movie. Who was making all that damn food? Like, this isn't Hogwarts. Where did it come from? Well, they were clearly trying to wine and dine all of the experts who were visiting. Yeah, I, I, yeah, but, like, where was the chef? I didn't see a chef. Like, no chef was murdered in the making of this film. Like, where was the chef? <laughs> I mean, the chef could have evacuated after he made the food. We don't really, we didn't really follow the chef. <laughs> he, he wasn't a prime part of the movie. Like, probably, he probably left with the vet who, like, the Triceratops vet who also was, like, leaving and, <laughs> and going back to uh, to San Jose. But I, I know, I, there were, like, things like that that just, like, didn't really add up. And I get that, like, they got the paleontologists, like, they get um, Alan Grant and Ellie Sadler, Settler to come because, like, they're going to fund their project for, like, another three years. Why do they get this KR theorist to come? Like, why would he risk his life? Like, I mean, yes. Doesn't make sense. I love him. Very handsome man. Shout out to Jeff Goldblum. Very handsome. But yeah, it makes no sense. Like he's a mathematician. I, I That really doesn't make sense. Like why he was invited. I'm like, okay, why didn't we invite like a chemist or a biologist or yeah. Or like if the investors are really worried, why don't you invite someone from like an agency that like deals with this kind of thing? If you're really worried about like the risks of this, he's just going to be able to tell you like theoretical risks. He doesn't have any <laughs> practical experience with any of this. Are these people like signing like NDAs? Because like clearly the government knows nothing about it. So like how is he keeping them from like going back and telling the world like, hey, there's this fucking island that has dinosaurs on it. Like 
we should be worried about this. Ray is nodding yes. I mean, I'm sure they are. We don't. I don't think we see them sign an NDA, but like, I would assume that they have to. I feel like he invited a lawyer for a reason. So yeah, I'm pretty sure there's NDAs, and he's like gonna fund their research for like three more years. So pretty sure he they're making some shady deals. I don't know what they're giving the mathematician though. And and question: Would those NDAs even hold up in a court? Like, say they did break, like because he's breaking the law, would those NDAs even hold up in a court? I mean, they probably wouldn't. Based off of what ends up happening, probably not, because there's so many public safety concerns that happen. Also, the lawyer that made them sign the NDAs is dead. Spoiler alert. But <laughs> I also just thought it was interesting. Also, like, this lawyer brings Jeff Goldblum's character, Malcolm, who, like, you know, we've already said is, like, immediately not interested in this place and thinks it's horrible. So how they get him to go is insane. And also, why doesn't he leave on them when, like, like when people are start, like, fleeing? I'm like, the fact that he, like, even stays and goes on this tour, I mean, like, the minute you found out they were really talking the truth, he kind of seemed like, this is going to end badly. Also, I got really mad in with the whole flare thing when alan grant threw the flare and the t-rex was about to go for it and then all of a sudden malcolm's like i need to be a part of this and like grabs a flare and then starts running with it and it's like all right if you want to die die but like don't put the kids at risk yeah that was pretty stupid but he is right about the whole thing with the dinosaurs let's be honest he was like all along like no guys this is really dumb and everybody's like this is stupid. And then they're like but the, yeah but they're also then like yeah this is kind of dumb like seriously yeah, man does. you're spending all this money and you can't like i don't know like clone some organs or some stuff like do something better for the world with like this technology sorry lewis i cut you off oh i was just gonna say yeah malcolm really comes off as kind of the mvp of the movie i feel not only because he has some of the most quotable moments um i love i love that he doesn't just say life finds a way he's like life uh finds a way just always you know adding a little bit of texture to his lines but the only thing watching it this time that i was i cringed a little bit is the amount of creeping he did on ellie sattler (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> throughout yes. the movie He's that so stood out creepy. a little bit but i wish he wasn't out of commission for the whole second half of the movie yeah i mean he really makes that stupid move and gets injured pretty quickly i mean i feel like yeah uh, malcolm's the one that immediately knows what's going on honestly i have to give a kudos to dr grant for keeping those kids alive i mean to be fair timmy would have been dead like eight times in real life but like he's really the only person keeping these kids alive first of all Luce, i really like your opinion so far on this movie you're doing a great job so pat yourself on the back. Thank you, um, thank you. Yeah, no problem. You're doing a great job. Now back to where's grandfather of the year is all I have to say. Like, seriously, like whose parents sign up and say, you know what? Go to your grandfather's weird ass island with dinosaurs. Like, did he tell his children like, I'm going to bring my grandchildren. I'm going to bring them to this island that I have. There's going to be no security, you know, crappy weather. This shady guy runs my computer department. Bring the kids. I feel like Listen, no parent is okay with He definitely didn't tell them the truth. Like Colonel Sanders has kept the spices of his chicken secret for <laughs> 60 years. He definitely not telling his kids that he's taking them to an island full of dinosaurs. Honestly, like, I get that he wants to save them then. And, like, I was mad that he didn't go out with Muldoon to, like, and Dr. Sadler to try to find him. And then Shady was like, honestly, he'd just be a liability. Like, he wouldn't be able to do anything. But I was just like... Maybe don't make your grandchildren the first test of this part. Like, maybe don't make children. Because, like, everyone else at least came here willingly, like, kind of knew the risks was an adult, like, understood at least some of it. And, like, I was like, these poor kids. Like, I mean, yeah, they probably, like, when they got there, knew they were going to see dinosaurs. But, like, they didn't understand how, like, what could possibly go wrong. And, like, they don't know what to do and, like, how to handle this situation. Um also, it makes for very great TV, but it always is annoying to me that, like, they just keep saying that, like, the, the T-Rex can't see you if you can't move. I want to give a shout out to B.D. Wong. Very young in this movie. Great to see him. He's in, like, I think he's, oh, I think he is actually the only character. I don't know if he's in the second one, actually. Or the third one. Well, is he not in the third one either? He's in a lot of the Jurassic Park movies, though. So it's good to see him. But you think... After all the risks that he witnesses at Jurassic Park, that he continues to work there year after year. Yeah, doesn't he become like the villain, the one with yes. Chris Pratt, aka the only good Jurassic Park movie? That is the most insulting that thing you've ever said. That is, you know what, you can leave. I'm, listen, it's been 15 minutes. I'll let everyone. Oh, go ahead. Uh, Alistair, I was just going to ask you, like, I need you to know, I need to know why you think that the Chris Pratt one is so much better than the original. It's because he saw it first and didn't realize it was just copy-pasting everything that was done before. Bullshit. I like the one with Chris Pratt better, and this is saying a lot because I hate Chris Pratt. 
I like the one with Chris Pratt better because it's a it's a more entertaining movie. It's 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 more exciting. I think the um the visual effects are better. I feel like someone said that or, um before that the one from the '90s, the one we're talking about, is good. I think they're terrible. I think this entire movie looks like you're on a set. I, it took I couldn't get into it. I the one with Chris Pratt is just more entertaining. Like this one, like the first time I saw Jurassic Park, the original, I went to sleep. I fell asleep. Alistair, I'm about ready to yell at you. So. <laughs> I'll let y'all talk great about this movie for 15 minutes and I, it, Alistair, I couldn't. Alistair, we're done. Quit. We're done listening to your nonsense. <laughs> First of all, the special effects in Jurassic Park still hold up in my mind, some of them. Like the way that the dinosaurs are, except for, yes, I know Maddie's going to talk about the whole thing with the feathers and the colors. Oh, I thought she was. She's shaking her head no, but I know her husband, Shady, would bring that up. But overall, I still think the way that the dinosaurs like come out, like it's some of the classic set making in my opinion. I think it I think it still looks good. Like mm-hmm. when he gets attacked, Newman's character by the dinosaur, you're like, "Okay, that's still pretty cool." Or when you see the raptors, yeah, I think that holds up. Yeah, I think particularly the the scene where the T-Rex breaks out and it's night, so like they had a little bit of leeway with CGI. But especially the practical effects, the way that they blend it with the CGI, I, I do think it still looks amazing. I mean, it's been 30 years. And yes, there's some crunch to like the, I think, Brachiosaurus scene, some of the raptor scenes when, when they rely a bit more heavily on the CG. But when it's like up close and personal and you're kind of seeing the, the dinosaur like interact with objects and the cars and the characters, it does, it just feels really real. You can kind of feel the contact in a way that I think with CGI, you can't. I guess, like, I feel like I just missed the boat with this movie. Like, I feel like had I seen it, seen it in the 90s, maybe I would have liked it. But like watching it now as an adult, I'm just like, this is like, this is so cringe. And it's not even entertaining. It's boring as hell. So I will say, Alistair, I did not see it in the 90s. I saw it for the first time probably in like the late 2010s. But I did see it before I saw Jurassic World or like any of those came out. I will say... I, but I think it holds up. I mean, I agree. There are some things in the Brachiosaurus scene, like you can kind of tell there's like a green screen. But like a lot of them, and like there are like little bits and moments, but like they use, like they built a lot of those dinosaurs. So they're not really just relying on CGI all the time, which helped. And I think there's even like, I, think, I don't know, Shady said this. I don't know if it's true or not, that there are like people in the raptor suits at points. The one thing he said, he he doesn't have a problem with the feathers because he understands that like that's not how people know dinosaurs. And like, it's kind of like, calling it Jurassic Park, even though most of the animals were from the Cretaceous period. He's like, that's just like what gets people to think of dinosaurs. So he didn't mind that as much, but he did say that the, Dil- I think it's the Dilaposaurus, the thing that kills uh, Newman, I just don't from Seinfeld, but um, the guy, that, the guy, the security guard, the, that guy, the guy that killed, that kills him apparently was supposed to be like seven feet tall. So he was like, mm. that one they made look a little bit more lame than he felt like they could have. But otherwise, no, I think they really hold up. I mean, yeah, there's like, it was a 1993 movie, so, like, the dinosaurs aren't going to be as great as, like, later. But the T-Rex is still scary to me. Like, I just, like, when I'm watching it, I'm just, like, no, like, I would be scared if I were those kids, too. Like, when you're watching it, you're just, like, crap. And, like, when when he, when he they kill the, the lawyer, it's still, like, whoa. Yeah, I, I think, don't feel bad about the lawyer's death. I mean, to me, to me, this movie is a masterpiece. And I think one of the reasons I think that is because there are, like, so many different, there are so many different levels that it invites you to engage with it at and you can like pick which one so there's like the big like the big philosophical questions level where you're thinking about science and control and natural law or there's the like more kind of interpersonal warm element of like a man who doesn't really care for children learning to be a protector and learning how to enjoy being around them there's the kind of just like action adventure element like that spielberg charm where like people are in danger but there's still that fun aspect and I feel like, I don't know, I feel like it nails all of those, all of those different threads so well that you can kind of, even if, even if one is kind of more up your alley than the others, you can kind of find your way into the movie and appreciate it. No. <laughs> I no. thought that was really well said, to be honest. Like, I almost felt like it was a closing point, to be honest, but we're going to continue talking. <laughs> what I want to bring up once again is like, the money that goes into creating this park, he could have used for things that could have benefited the world, and yet he decides to create a theme park for dinosaurs. And I know that's like a typical like billionaire rich person thing, but it just makes me angry because, yeah, I could see like a billionaire doing that because they are going to space. What I wanted to say, though, is apparently, and I didn't read the book, 
Um, I'm not sure if you did, Lewis, but um, according to Shady, I guess Hammond or Colonel Sanders, is I guess we've been calling him, he is apparently even more villainous in the book. Like the line he makes in the movie about like wanting it to be something that like everyone can access. Shady was like, yeah, no, <laughs> the book version would not have said that. And he didn't even think the book version cared as much about his grandkids as he did about his investment. So I guess they tried to make him a little bit more likable. I read the book in third grade and most of it went over my head. The violence and gore of the book traumatized me. I think like a lot of the science stuff went over my head, but it is way more violent. I think honestly, like if that, if like if he was more of a villain in the book, I think I would have enjoyed the movie more if he was because I, I feel like for me, one of the things the movie was lack, what was lacking was a villain, like an actual like villain. Like I know Newman or whatever Nedry is like kind of like a, a scummy guy, but like the movie just lacked someone to root against like i feel like because like you said earlier like the philosophical theme about like you know um natural law um it's just like a thing that's being presented and like it's not really sticking to anyone because they're all there participating so they're all kind of like a part of it like i think if colonel sanders was like a hardcore villain i think i would have enjoyed the movie more i i totally disagree i think that the movie went out of its way to make sure that the dinosaurs weren't seen as the villains by having these other characters who were doing things that were either reprehensible like Nedry or careless and selfish like Hammond. And I think he would have been far less interesting if he was a mustache twirling. I mean, he had the cane, but he didn't have the mustache twirling kind of personality. I, I think that's interesting because I thought the movie was trying to make the dinosaurs the villains, especially the raptors. Like they gave me like it was giving villain energy the whole time. So like, I think that's interesting that you think that they were the movie was not trying to do that. Because that, that's what I got from it. I don't think they were either, to be honest. I kind of like that it's like it wasn't the dinosaurs' fault that we brought that they were brought back and like they were just trying to live their life. And at the same time, you also see like they're not like they bring up the whole point of like you stole the science, you don't know entirely what's going on. And it's like they didn't even realize that like the plants they were talking about, like if they were eating them or not. And then just like, they just didn't know what was going on about their park. And it's like, what right did you have to bring those dinosaurs back? And like, I didn't think they were the villain at all. I thought they were kind of like, hey, we got dropped here. This isn't on us. We're trying to survive. What now? Yeah, I mean, I think they make a good point in the movie of just kind of saying that like, the dinosaurs are going to do what they would do. Like, you know, like, that's not their fault. They're not the same as humanity they're not dealing with the philosophical questions they're just here they're trying to eat they're trying to figure out their environment they didn't ask to be here like there's even a point where like alan grant is kind of talking to the kids i think it's when they're like in the tree and they make a comment about like some of them being like herbivores and stuff and he's just kind of like yeah like the the dinosaurs are just the kind of dinosaurs they are carnivores aren't necessarily like better or worse than like the herbivores it's just like the way that they're grown up i think the thing about the raptors is they're the scariest in like they're kind of projecting them as the scariest because mm. they're like very smart like what maldoon says when he calls the one clever like they know how to use um their pack and they are kind of vicious amongst each other like the raptor did kill like five other raptors um but like and so they're dangerous and so they have to be like scared of them but i still think that like the movie's trying to tell you that the problem is that really just that they created the raptors not that the raptors acted the way they would have acted back in the day. Yeah, you can't give, like, say, like, they're bad or good. I mean, you can't give them, like, human characteristics. They're they're different. That's how their pack worked. That's how they survive. That's how they communicate. So, yeah, that is something I enjoy about this movie. I, I think the raptors are my favorite, to be honest. Like, they're pretty cool. Would I want to be hunted by raptors? No, I would die. A hundred percent. And I think that's important to, once again, why are you bringing back dinosaurs that could kill you? I mean, honestly, any of these dinosaurs could kill you. I mean, if the one steps on you, you're a hundred percent dead. They need plants. Like why? There's just so many other things you could have used that money on to like, I don't know, for your stupid theme park. Oh, well, we've, the Raptors made me think of how awesome the sound effects are. Cause I mean, like we talked about the visuals but I think what really sticks with me are the very unique sounds that the different dinosaurs have. Like, that's just how I, whenever I loved dinosaurs growing up as a kid, it's why I liked this movie. But like, even now, when I think of a Tyrannosaurus Rex or a Velociraptor or something, I, I like still hear it, the sounds from the movie. And I just think it's awesome how they, they sound so unique. I really love that you love this movie. Because <laughs> like, like, you guys can't see him, but like, he's like, like lit up and very passionate about it. Um, I just wish it was a good movie. I would love for you to be able to talk Lewis to Shady about this movie because he 
wanted to actually go into like movie sound as a kid because of this movie. So like at different parts, we'd be like talking and like, but when the Dilaptosaurus like starts hissing at the uh, at at Newman when he's like about to kill him, he like was like, I think that's a swan. And like he was telling me like mm. the different sounds that they use to like make um the different things. And it's really cool. They blended a lot of different sounds together because which makes sense. I mean, like they didn't know what dinosaurs sounded like. So they had to kind of recreate what all of these things would sound like or what they thought they should sound like for the movie. Yeah, exactly. I think they also use like alligators, lions. And I remember the one really like famous one being that they recorded tortoises having sex. I, for, I forget which I think that might have been one of the raptor sounds. <laughs> That's wild. But I, I think I remember hearing that, too. It is like really they did like a lot went into this movie. And I think it was really, really well done. It like makes you kind of feel like there are dinosaurs kind of around. I do also want to say when we are talking about dinosaurs that the Triceratops were always my favorite as a kid. I think it was because of when watching a lot of Land Before Time as a kid. Um, but I love the Triceratops. And Alan Grant says they're also his favorite, so. Well, we already heard from Lewis about it, um, but you two, why do you like this movie so much? Or, like, like it at all? Like, like what about this movie, like, sticks with you? Sure, let's expand on that, Alistair. It's great storytelling, the acting is good, and I just think the special effects, like, I kind of like those old movies where you can tell, like, it kind of goes with, like, the old school Star Wars, where it's, like, they're things like puppets, and, like, you see the building, like, I get a little, like, sad... When it's all the CGI and blue screen, like, I like our old-fashioned, like, um, I can't think of his name. He's very famous for Star Wars and, like, Fraggle Rock. He made all the puppets and stuff for that. I enjoy, I enjoy, like, a good puppet, as we all know. But, yeah, I just, like I said, I think it's great storytelling. And we all know I love Jeff Goldblum, so having him in the movie is, like, even better because, like, he's so handsome. Like, we all know that I like a handsome, intelligent, like, scientist man. Even though he's a mathematician, but like, even though, yes, it is creepy that he is hitting on Ellie so much, but also like, Ellie, you could do better than Dr. Grant, too, let's be honest. Um, I don't know that she could. She absolutely could. No. I think they, I think they fit, fit with each other pretty well. They're both average looking people. <gasps> they are. Oh, can I, I, can I say this, too, while I'm already on this, on this, on this tirade? Um, Laura Dern's acting in this movie is so over the top. I think that's oh, what I enjoyed about yeah. this movie the most. She is hilarious. Her screams are amazing. I've been known to dress up as Ellie Sattler for costume <laughs> parties. <laughs> you know, our classic blue top with like the pink or salmon or something button up tied over it. I just think she's incredible. No, I agree. I think Dr. Ellie is great. And I think she could definitely do better than Dr. Ellen Grant. But I don't think that better is Malcolm. I think Malcolm is super annoying throughout the whole movie. And honestly, I don't really think Jeff Goldblum is that attractive in this movie. I think they really try with like the like making him shirtless when they can and like (laughs) like have it open. But I'm just like, I feel like he thinks he's really good looking like more than he is. And I just kind of he made a lot of really good points, but I found them irritating because he was seeing them. I think he's super handsome in this movie, so I I don't know what you're saying. Like everything about it, top handsomeness. The outfit, the hair, like just really oh. handsome in this movie. Okay, so you're telling me if this character, like as as personality and everything, came up to a bar and hit on you with how he acts and who he is, you'd be into that and you'd give him a chance. I don't think That's he's like rec- serious relationship like type, but like like a date or two but like i mean he is kind of an a-hole but he's still really handsome i didn't like that pause he's a a better character like in the second one you do see like kind of like the whole relationship kind of like his stepdaughter and like he's like a good dude so they give him some more like redeemable qualities in the second one and even in the later ones he gets even more redeemable qualities he's Jeff Goldblum just has a charisma and a charm about him that just makes him appealing, even if his character is a bit of an a-hole. We are talking about the first movie. So the question Alistair asked you was based off of first movie Jeff Goldblum's character, Malcolm, only. And also, I want to say that he is always looking for the next ex. Can't think of what his last name is. Isn't it Ian Malcolm? Oh, Ian Malcolm. He's always looking for the next ex Malcolm. So he he would be looking for marriage. I mean, he just, he's like the type of guy where you go, oh, you're handsome, but like, you've got some issues that you need to work on. Where like, Dr. Grant is also just a crab ass at times. I I'm like still Dr. getting that's Grant. not an answer to a question, and I don't need to answer any questions. Bullshit. How dare you? 
Well, one thing that I actually liked about the movie is how little focus was put on romance in the movie because they didn't they didn't really make much of a big deal. Like it was clear that Alan and Ellie's relationship was based on shared passion for their job and like wonder about, you know, researching the history of dinosaurs and well she's a paleobotanist, right? So the era that era and it just wasn't a huge driving kind of plot point. Um, which just was, a little, it seemed fresh to me. And that's something that I hated because I feel like a lot of Grant's character arc was like him being more like having more of a paternal bone. And like, just, I feel like that kind of loses its power if it's not tied with, um, her character and them being together and like, I guess, moving their relationship forward and having a family. So like, I feel like not focusing on that, but focusing so heavily on him not being paternal is just weird. It, there, there's like this weird dissonance in yeah. that, in that arc. I think really it was just to show his growth because like he comes from this like person that has no interest in being around kids. And you see the way he's talking to that like little kid in the beginning where he ends up foreshadowing Meldoon's death. But like he starts talking about like how he's going to get pinned by like three different um, raptors and like all this stuff. And it's like scary. And it's like, okay, like you don't know how to talk to children. And then like slowly, like in the movie, he kind of has to and he gets better at it. And like, I mean, does not letting children die and like, putting up with them necessarily have to dictate a paternal bond or is it just like being a decent person that's just like not going to watch kids get murdered i mean you could kind of argue that but i just feel like it kind of showed that like i just i kind of just juxtaposition of the fact that like the the lawyer just like leaves them and like grant mm -hmm. goes out of his way and like you know and saves them and also that like they kind of need someone because they're scared and they don't know what's going on and like timmy's dealing with all this physical and like mental trauma and then like his sister's watching all of this happen to him and it's like these kids are both all gonna need a lot of therapy after this. yeah i just feel like there's there was just like a lot of like in intentional um dialogue about him not liking children and then him being forced to like protect these children like it seemed like a, a very specific theme that the movie was trying to go for and i just didn't I just didn't get it because like, I mean, if, unless you want to be a parent, why would you want to be around children? They're terrible. So like, I just didn't get the arc without him having a relationship with, um, what's her name in the movie? Ellie. Ellie in the movie. Like, unless that's like, I wish they would have kind of mentioned like, that's something that she's looking for in the relationship and she's looking to move it to the next level and she wants children, but it's just a arc for the sake of there being an arc. And it just didn't make sense to me. So she, she totally does say that in the movie. She says, she talks about how I don't think a little pack of Alan Grants would be that bad. Not that kid, but like a pack of you would be okay. So she does kind of bring that up. Yeah. So I think that's the whole point of the children kind of in a way. I do kind of want to talk about something a little bit different. Um, I do want to give it up to the little girl, even though, yes, I know they like rebooted the system and they make it a little bit easier to like to use. But I still got to give that girl credit for like knowing how to do all that computer stuff like back in the day and like doing her best under that like stress like good for you like you keep learning <laughs> maybe her grandfather should have kept paying for computer lessons for her and hired her going back to my point of hire within your family member <laughs> actually that does sound kind of shady of me saying that too to be honest so maybe not just no. don't be shady don't do shady things. Yeah, we're not just here endorsing just giving people jobs because of nepotism because that's not right. But um, I will say also just in that scene, they're, you know, Grant and uh, Sadler are trying to like stop the raptor from getting through the door. And Sadler keeps trying to grab the gun and she can't get to it without like losing the door. And Timmy's just like watching his sister do this. And I get Timmy's been through a lot. He's been thrown from a car, like a car into a tree. He had like the T-Rex kind of like, you know, after him, like trying to get him specifically. He gets thrown from the voltage of the, the like the fence. He's got a lot going on. But I'm also like, is it really out of line to say, hey, Timmy, maybe pass me that gun? Well, they had that whole dessert table taken away from them. If I, if I had all those desserts laid out before me and then I had to leave, I would just be done too. I'd be like, take me, you know, <laughs> take me after. Shut up. <laughs> I mean, that is like a super stressful vacation, like. But yeah, I'd also be mad about the whole food thing too. But seriously, like once again, don't bring your grandchildren to a creepy ass island, dude. I also yeah, gotta give I... it up to Lex. I think that's the daughter's name, like Lexi or Lex. Um, mm -hmm. Because when the Raptors are like after her and her brother when they get parted from the from the beautiful dessert table, um, that you guys were mourning earlier, um, she kind of starts banging 
the pot so that she can save her brother so the raptor will go after her. And like I get it's her little brother and stuff, but she's pretty little herself. And I have to say that that's like a a really courageous thing for a kid to do to be like, no, raptor, come after me. Spare my little brother. Couldn't be me. And it wouldn't. Bye. Bye, siblings. Alistair, no one thought that was you for like a moment. No one said, Bye, oh, siblings. Alistair would do that. Like no one, no one thought that. I just want to set the record straight and just in case there are people out there who would think that I wouldn't. No one who's listened to this podcast has ever <laughs> thought that. Well, if they listen to this episode, like, and this is their first introduction to us, now you know, I wouldn't save my siblings. So I would love to talk about some of the iconic lines because oh. maybe it's just my family, but we quote this movie all the time to each other, especially things like Clever Girl or Must Go Faster or uh what's the other nature finds a way <laughs> life That's finds a way maddie thing. corrected me it's life finds a way life finds a way Deep. there's just so many good lines and there, there's also like the very memeable line uh is it is it ian malcolm who says it um uh your scientists were so preoccupied with whether or not they could that they didn't stop to think whether they should yes is that, that is ian malcolm yeah. that says that before he even sees the tour <laughs> right <laughs> but yeah Do no you this movie what else? Sir? Do you guys quote this movie ever? No, I don't think my family. <laughs> I, to be fair, I never watched this movie with my family. Well, I guess my chosen family. I've watched it with my husband, but I haven't really watched it with like my family growing up. So not really a ton, but like I've seen it in like memes and stuff. There's like a lot of parts of it that have like kind of on the internet. And it definitely does have a lot of lines where I could definitely see that happening. Like my family does do that with a lot of other. Hmm. Once again. So many things science could have been used to that would have been better in this case of Jurassic Park. Yeah, I just don't understand. Like, I feel like the money could have been used to help the people of Costa Rica because I'm pretty sure they were probably in need of like, you know, a cash infusion into their land and like, you know, um, um, commerce. So I just don't understand. Like, why Costa Rica, first of all? Like, like unless I missed it in the movie, is it, like, it's just like the land a nice breeding ground for the dinosaurs like i don't know why costa rica i think because of like where it's geogra like where it's like located geographically wise Uh, and like he can kind of get away with shadier things like it's an island like imagine if he tried to put that in florida true well actually maybe not florida yeah that might (laughs) it is florida (laughs) also like i mean he's not in costa rica he like Makes a private island off of Costa Rica. I think he's just like trying to get as far away from like governments as like possible. I don't know why exactly. I mean, maybe, yeah, maybe closer to the equator. Maybe that like helps. Oh. Also, like just a place where they could just like put an island and like tropical stuff. I don't know. It just seemed like a fun place. I don't really know. I mean, I don't think they don't really go. In, I mean, unless they do in later movies, I don't really think they go into too much why it had to be there. So well, would know, every. Like, is there, oh, sorry, go ahead. Would every visitor have to take a helicopter to get there yeah like, well what? no they had boats though remember like that's how everybody else was leaving they were leaving oh, by the, boat they yeah. said the boat was leaving yeah you're right i want to know do they have like signs or something because like what happens i'm a fisherman okay you know my boat breaks down i see this island is there like a warning sign that says like don't come to this island is there like a fence surrounding it like what's going on yeah, because like someone could just like stumble onto the island, like what the fuck is happening here? Like, like there's a T Rex, I can see it. I mean, they have those perimeter gates, um. So like, I'm sure they're trying to just assume that like people are gonna see the dinosaurs and all the gates and like not try to trespass. And maybe they have like guards during the day that are there. I mean, to be fair, as we all know, they're very lax on the whole security thing. So maybe they're just like, if you die, you die. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but like. Yeah, they don't really seem to be that overly concerned, which is crazy to me because it just seems like Hammond hasn't thought of like any of these issues. And I'm just like, maybe you should have brought these people in here a little bit earlier in this process. Like they've already made so many dinosaurs and like you didn't even think to consult a paleontologist or a paleobotanist for what they need to eat. Or like, I mean, again, I still don't know what Malcolm did, but like like actual people from like agencies that could tell you like at least like the security standards of like zoos like at least like a normal like something that already exists like we were watching it and he's like this doesn't even pass for like a lion enclosure like what are you talking about (laughs) where's the people like there are people who like are hot like the infrastructure like that's a normal thing to have like if you have like a basic theme park not even like a zoo but like an actual theme park like with disney world like think of all the infrastructure that goes into disney world and even that had its problem when it like first opened up but like seriously like, why didn't you just hire, like, 
a person who does theme parks almost. Yeah, I kind of felt like his his staff was like severely lacking in like the thing. Like I feel like, and I think it's just because it's the movie and like it it needs the characters to be in places that um like you like you had like your generic scientist, your generic you know engineer, your computer guy, uh, but just like. I think one of the reasons why I liked the um, remake or whatever it was so much is because like, I feel like all that stuff was thought out. Like it was like a large team and like there are people in like computer rooms and like, like, you know, actual security guards, like we were talking about, like it, it was just more fleshed out and thought out. And I think that's why like, like little stuff like that just like um, helped me to suspend my disbelief longer, which made me enjoy the movie. Like stuff like, like in this one, it made me think like there, there should be more people here. Like I know they left, to like you know to evacuate or whatever but like there should be more people here in general like they're just like a lot of holes in your plan and it took me out of the movie i don't necessarily disagree alistair but you also have to remember too that in the movie with like um like chris pratt's character and stuff like it's open i feel like we are kind of forgetting like technically there are no guests yet it's still in the beginning stage of the park but yes there should be more people there no matter what the type of like security risks that you're having you should have people there all the time yeah. But that and is like, something they, to remember. And the Jurassic World people, they have the benefit of seeing how wrong it's gone before. I mean, is the is the second one canon? Because if it is, dinosaurs have literally gotten loose in was it Los Angeles because of this park scheme? Like there have been multiple disasters and they still opened Jurassic World. It's that's even worse to me. Well, I've never seen the the other ones, but I would assume they're not canon because I don't think the government would allow Jurassic World to open if there Ray were dinosaurs. Ray is confirming in LA. that they are canon. Um, really? Yeah, and um, she's also also believed. I think that Los Angeles was where they go in the second one. She's looking that up right now. While she looks that up, one thing I wanted to say was I did remember that I don't quote this movie, but Shady Quinn apparently. Some of his friends use the Samuel Jackson quotes like "hold your butts" that he says like a bunch oh, yeah. of times in the movie. So they do nah. quote that. Um, <laughs> so there is quoting that like hap- that has happened, and I've heard uh, Shady say that before. Um, while Ray's looking that up, I wanted to ask. Obviously, there's a lot of problems, and so no one would go to Jurassic Park. But would you go to Jurassic World? Hell yeah! No. Yes, I would go. I would have a good time, and if I got swept up by a pterodactyl like that one lady did. So be it. The gods willed it. It is what it is. You you won't even go on an airplane, and you're telling me if you read the news stories about what happened at Jurassic Park, you would still go to Jurassic World? Yes. Planes crash way more than a pterodactyl would scoop me up. Well, how would you get there? I would drive. <laughs> it was in Florida, wasn't it? It's, you have to take a boat or whatever to get there. It's, they're definitely not like just like inland, I don't think. Also, yeah, you're definitely more likely to be killed by this pterodactyl than you will be by a plane. Way more people survive planes than getting picked up by pterodactyls. Also, <laughs> Ray looked it up, and it is San Diego. Ah. And it does bring up, too, the second one, since I was kind of re, uh, rereading it, and it's also in the third one, too. They talk about how there's actually another island where he had mm-hmm. dinosaurs, and they lost control there and just let the dinosaurs wander the island. And they knew that they lost control there, and they were just like, whatevs, do you be you? Not great security. Like, Colonel Sanders, you need to... Well, I feel like I would have to watch Jurassic World again because I I can't see these other movies being canon if all this stuff happened. Like, because like in the in Jurassic World, like it's almost like this is like a like a novelty, right? Like they're not like it's popular, but like it's like recently open. So like it's not like they knew about dinosaurs in like San Diego. I think it's like this has all happened and like now they've just figured out how to commercialize on these dinosaurs. But I did also want to say, so Alistair, you were a no for going to Jurassic World. Oh, yes, for going to Jurassic World. And Lewis, you were a no. Ray, would you go to Jurassic World? I've had the same conversation with my family, and every time I say, hell no. <laughs> you think I'm going to go to an island where everything can kill me? I mean, actually, that's almost like any island. But seriously, no. I've seen Jurassic Park, first of all. And also, a rich white man invites me to his island, and you think I'm going to go, and they're in the middle of nowhere? Okay, maybe that's a bit Depends much. But seriously, who's going to go on an island from a rich person? I would. I was saying Jurassic World, not Jurassic Park. Still not going. I'm not going to the other one either. Like, no. I know what happened. Jurassic Park. I'm not going to Jurassic World. You think I'm going to say, and in, okay, here's the thing with Jurassic World, too. I know we're talking about Jurassic Park, but Jurassic World, 
They decide to make the flying dinosaurs. Why? They bring back the water dinosaurs and they decide to create their own dinosaur. Yeah, that's stupid, where they lost Stupid, stupid, stupid. <laughs> it wasn't like a super T-Rex or some shit. Yeah, it was like a mix of like a raptor and a T-Rex or something like that. I, I was like, mm. a, I don't know. I, I wouldn't go either. Also, I just feel like, yeah, a man's been messing this up and I just feel like I don't trust the main characters of Jurassic World enough to keep me safe. So I'm out as well. I, I don't know. I just feel like I would want to go for the novelty of it. Like I would want to like see it for myself. Okay. This is a little bit off topic, but this also reminds me of the movie, The Menu. Also Never takes fire on an island and they get invited to go to this exclusive restaurant and stuff like that. It's like to eat this crazy food. But I'm once again, if you invite me to an island where you are my only form of transportation and I cannot leave unless you say I can leave, I am not going. Oh, God. Were they cannibals in this movie? It sounds like it. I don't want to spoil it, but no, they weren't cannibals. Okay. Okay. But yeah, no, there's just a lot of things that I just feel like could definitely go wrong. And it is shocking to me, Alistair, with the number of things that you're afraid of, that this is where you're like, yeah, I'm in. (laughs) Wait a minute. I'm afraid of one thing. (laughs) You also won't learn to swim. I want to learn to swim. Uh, Ray was supposed to show me. She never got around to it. I tried to teach you. No, you didn't. You, You can't even swim. I can swim quite well. Barely. Quite well. Barely. Um, I'm not I afraid to swim. I was going to offer to teach you to swim, swim again. We're not even in the same state. When I come see you, I can teach you how to swim. For two days? I'm going to teach you how to swim in two days. I, mm-mm. I You're trying to kill me. You're trying to kill me. I don't, it didn't, I don't think it took me much longer than two days to learn how to swim. But well, I, mean, I, yeah. I know how to swim. I don't know how to tread water. I can swim my ass off. I just can't tread water and stay If you can swim, then I don't understand why you're that worried to be, like, love, you have the mechanics to keep yourself afloat. I don't. Like, I have to constantly be moving. I can't just stand still and tread water. I have to be, like... Can you float? No. I have to be vertical and constantly moving, otherwise I'm drowning. You know that you're, <laughs> you know that you're vertical when you tread water, too, right? Horizontal. Horizontal. And you are moving. Well, I can't You need to gain it. more weight so you can float easier. I'm leaving this podcast. I am I'm a perfect saying. weight. I, I actually got I actually got a biometrics done today. I'm 159. So you take that. Wait a minute. That's what it says. Was it 159? Yes, it's one, oh. you can you can it's right there in front of you. You can look at it. It's 159. Okay, I thought it was 195. I'm just kidding. <laughs> don't touch me. <laughs> okay, and don't laugh. There are some people that like legitimately also can't float, like just don't have the ability to do it. But you should be able to learn to tread water. Also, that she could definitely teach you in a couple of days. But yeah, no, and I mean that and like like how scared you are to fly and the trains, you're like scared of being robbed on trains. I feel like there's a lot of transportation. That's a real thing. Not as real as like being killed by a dinosaur if they existed in this like world would be. Like, I don't know. Jurassic Park, so many people die in this movie. So many people die in this movie that have ever been like killed, killed on a train, I'm sure. <laughs> in all of the movies together, I'm sure it's more fun. I don't know. I just feel like because it's so high stakes, I would survive this. But like being robbed on the train, I would get shot. In what way do you think you're going to survive this? Like, what are your survival skills that you think you're going to survive against dinosaurs? But I do have a quick thing to say after you talk about that. So say your piece and how you think you have the skills to survive dinosaurs. It's pretty short. I mean, I'm fast. I'm a fast guy. I could. You are not faster than dinosaurs. I could run and I'm throwing people in front of me. They said the raptors can reach speeds of like 65 miles an hour. It's enough people around me to slow them down. And the T-Rexes, I think, can make like 20 to 30 miles per hour. There's no way you could even beat the T-Rex. I think T-Rexes are the African-Americans of the dinosaur world. And I think he would leave me alone. He would, he would recognize that we've both been persecuted. He'd be like, you know what? I'm going to eat all the white people. Flying a human carrier just like that to, to a T-Rex. I just feel it in my spirit. Also, I think there's more than one kind of T-Rex. They all black. <laughs> <laughs> that might be the most insane thing I've ever heard. I don't, I don't think you should count on that to make it leave you alone. Well, someone create dinosaurs and we'll, we'll, we'll figure it out. We'll find out. Alistair, I did want to say something else really quick, if you don't mind. Um, I don't want to cut you off. But can we talk about the conditions in that mine that they were, like, trying to get, like, the mosquitoes and stuff out? They did not look great. Once again, I feel like he does not treat his employees well. Hey, what part was this? The mine? Near the beginning, they're, like, 
I think it's as the lawyer arrives, they're like digging for some of those amber trapped oh, mosquitoes. Yeah, I mean, the conditions are good. We can all agree that mosquitoes are horrible. Nothing good has ever come out of them. Can we agree on that? Yeah, I hate mosquitoes. Malaria is horrible. Like a lot of the diseases they transmit. Yeah, they, they bite you, they, they itch. I mean, I think one of Iceland's biggest selling points is that they don't, they've never had them. Hmm. Wait, so like, I, I haven't seen the sequels, but do, does anyone try to like sue Colonel Sanders or his family for like damages or does he just get away with it? I know he reappears in maybe the Lost World, the second one, and there might be some talk of court, but I, I don't, I haven't seen it in a long time. Because like the world is aware at this point that like he had an island of dinosaurs, right? I, I feel like second one, he, like he is kind of going under the court thing, but the third one doesn't have, he's not in it at all. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we actually like ever see him go to court or anything like that. I actually think that takes place more in like Jurassic World where they're talking about people being sued. In the third one, it's a whole different thing because basically the islands have been abandoned, which once again, I'm kind of concerned about that they're just like, Let's leave the dinosaurs. So is this the original island then that they did they just abandon it? Or was this the other one you were talking about? Well, Jurassic World, I think, takes place on the Jurassic Park island because they go and they find some of the stuff from Jurassic Park, I believe. The other one takes place, the other two take place on this other island. But once again, I still don't think they ever really go back to the island to get like the dinosaurs in the original ones. And it's not until... Is it the fifth one, I think, that they try to, like, go get the dinosaurs just so they could sell them? Dear God, there are five of these? Well, the Jurassic World has a trilogy, remember? A terrible, terrible trilogy. Oh, oh, I thought you meant, like, the 90s one had five, Mm -hmm. and then, okay, there are five total. Got it, got it. Six total. Six, got it. Yeah, I mean, they must be doing something right. They were around, they lasted this long that, like, the government didn't shut them down, so. Yeah, I mean, they made money, so that's kind of what kept them. They had bribes. Do you think they were bribing the government? hundred percent. Like, <laughs> they just made really, really awesome lunch boxes. According to Ian Malcolm, slap them on a lunch box and sell and sell. Dear God, it's like the Stanley Cups of the Jurassic Park universe. Oh God, are you guys caught up on that drama with the Stanley Cups? I've like heard a little bit about them, but not a ton. It's so annoying. Me and um, Lewis were in um, Target the other day, and they had a sign out saying, like, uh, Stanley Cup, like, two per customer. And I'm like, are people really buying them that, that that much? Well, they must because the shelf it was on had none. Yeah. <laughs> well, I really hope I never have to watch this movie again. Oh, no, go ahead. I was going to talk about the Stanley Cup thing. I don't really have a strong desire to have one. And also they went into the whole thing with the lead. I mean, I know like technically you can't get to it apparently, but like if it like breaks fake, you can. I don't know. It just seems weird to me. Like I can just use like a normal cup. So yeah, and like, know. what's the point of having the lead in there? What does it do? I don't know. For the cup. It's, it keeps it cold for as long as it, it's like whatever is it's involved in like the cooling thing that makes it cold for like over 48 hours or whatever it is it's like in this This honestly just sounds like um like in 40 years is going to be the mesothelioma thing but for stanley cups yeah there's going to be a netflix documentary in 10 years about this oh yeah i mean they already know about it like they disclosed that it happens but like and a lot of other cups use it too like it's not just stanley ah gotcha so he's a hack Yeah, or they did it first and other people copy them. I don't know. But there's like a bunch of different companies that have done it. Um, but I don't know. We told, I was talking to our number one fan about it. And uh, and she said that she was like, yeah, I'm just, yeah, I think it's fine. There's lead in a lot of other things too. So, but like, but yeah, no, but I definitely don't understand what the craze, why they're so popular. I mean, I have one, but only because I wanted like a <laughs> cup like it for Christmas. And I said, I don't care which one. I just want a, a cup it, so I can have it at work. and like just hold a bunch of water um and then they accidentally sent two so i guess i do have two now but i'm like i would never like now i would just get another one like that's like that's like cheaper and honestly the only thing is i guess they do have a lifetime warranty which is kind of cool but hmm. back to jurassic park i want to talk about the importance of you could be cloning organs right now and making so much money or just saving people's lives like the amount of like type of cloning and technologies he's using 
And then they bring it up with the whole little girl in like the fifth one about how she's like a complete clone or something like that. Yeah. They could have just cloned. That's the whole thing that also bothers me with like cloning. Like it's another movie, The Island with Ewan McGregor, Scarlett Johansson, terrible. That they clone an entire person and not just like a single organ. Kind of weird, but once again, could have been cloning organs. I mean, but like how ethical is that though to be cloning other people's organs and then like, I feel like that would create like some black market thing. But there's already a black market for organs, so why not, like, you can clone them, then people aren't stealing or- organs and, like, control the environment, and no one's getting harmed. Yeah, I mean, I get I, I get the larger points. It's, I, I think the movie is kind, it's kind of an indictment on, like, some of the characters really criticize Hammond for his hubris and, like, thinking he can, um, you know, control things that are out of his control, but it also seems to be about profit and sort of like a critique of, you know, if you did have this technology, what would you do with it? And it's, it it all comes down to kind of money and entertainment and attractions. So it definitely seems like it, putting the finger a little bit at the whole kind of Disneyland enterprise itself. Yeah. I mean, it's a little anti-capitalist, like come to it because it's like all at the end of the day, that's lawyers. All he cares about is like how rich they're all going to be from it. And, like, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of better things that they could be doing with the money and probably with the technology. Even just, like, he could just not be involved in this at all and just, like, donate money for research from, like, actual people, like, doing this work already or, like, figuring out, like, other ways around it. Um, So, yeah, I don't think that – but, I mean, also, I mean, if that we pivoted there, I mean, that would just also be, like, a completely different movie. (laughs) Um, And it wouldn't really go for the whole horror, um, you know, dinosaur flick thing that it was also trying to appease to. Right. No, I agree. And like, I know I was just touching on the whole cloning thing, but it's just, that's where my brain goes to that. But yes, that is kind of what the critique of the movie is and kind of the whole Disney thing. But Disney, I just want to put it out there. I still love you. If you want to support us, I'm okay with it. You can ignore Lewis's comment there. And remember, we still love you here at this podcast, Disney. Oh, you got to speak for yourself, girl. Anywho. Um, <laughs> when we get to the end of an episode, we always like to ask, would you recommend this movie? So, Louis, since you are our honored guest today, would you recommend this movie? Absolutely. It's in my top five films of all time, and I think everyone should see it at least once, preferably several times. What is it ranking your top five? Ooh, that's a good question. Probably, uh, probably second, but... It's hard to say. Lewis, what are your other top five? I mean, we've all here kind of listed our top movies, so I'm just kind of curious. Oh my gosh, I'm not prepared for this. I mean, I know that that The Dark Knight and Jurassic Park are both in my top five. The others I would have to to list out because I'm not sure. Dark Knight's in my top three, so I support this choice. And I also support your choice of telling people to watch Jurassic Park. It's a great movie and top-notch Jeff Goldblum. So, Ray, I'm assuming we can count on that as just you recommending this movie. (laughs) <laughs> all right she's nodding her head yes um alistair i think i already know what you're gonna say but we protocol is protocol so would you <laughs> recommend it uh no watch land before time instead it's a better dinosaur movie <laughs> completely different audiences i did love land before time but um so i'm not gonna we're not gonna bash rated two we're not gonna bash land before time here um but i just don't really think they're that correlated besides the fact that they're like both about dinosaurs wait one second everybody wants to did anybody watch when they were little the TV show Dinosaurs with like the baby dinosaurs and the dinosaurs were like people and they had like people characteristics or are you all too young for that? Yes, I, I used to love that show. The, not the mama, not the mama. Yep. Yeah, I didn't I used to love it. that show. Um, How about that terrible movie that was just called Dinosaur? I never saw that, but I do remember that one. It was weird. Um, I will say I would also recommend this movie. Um. I do think it's a good film. I still think it holds up. Um, and I'm glad we, we all watched it again. And I'm glad. Thank you, Lewis, for joining us. We're so happy that you came on. Yes, Pleasure thank to you be so- here. Oh, I cut you off during that. But yes, thank you for being us. Thank you for coming. And we're glad that you're honored to be here. And I just want to say, as I always say, stay safe. Don't go to an island with someone if you have no way of getting off of it. Unless he's a rich white man and he's offering to bring you there, I think absolutely go. And Alistair wouldn't go anyway because he's not getting out of helicopter if he's not getting on a plane. That's true. So don't follow Alistair's advice when he wouldn't follow it himself. Yeah, don't listen to me at all. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I, I feel like we... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I feel like we have to end 
this episode um, with just someone by themselves uh, sitting here by myself uh, talking to myself. What? <laughs> do, you, do you remember Malcolm's line where he's left alone in the car and he's just talking to himself? No. I feel like we should do that. We're definitely cutting that out. No, no, no. I'm, I'm explaining how we should end it. I'm explaining how we should how we should end it. Maddie's keeping all of this in, just so you know, because this is hilarious right now. <laughs> oh, dear God. I'll end it by saying life uh, finds a way, and hopefully you find your way to this podcast. Thanks for, for being here. That was so cheesy, but yes. That was awesome. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode. We really do appreciate you listeners. And remember, subscribe to us and follow our Instagram. Thanks, and stay safe.